Dan and Corey here, welcoming you into Libservative. The great fundamental issue now before our people. All right, welcome in. We're Take here. Newest edition of Libservative. Uh, Corey, did, uh, did anything happen in the last week? Did who, me personally or the American people as a whole? It was just a boring week. Nothing happened. I don't know what the hell we're going to talk about today. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I know, right? It's, I mean, as a white man who has no restrictions on his body, there's just no news on my, uh, my radar. He, of course, is Corey Walsh. And he is dead, Griffin. This is Libservative, and uh, it's Supreme Court week. Supreme uh, Court. It may very well be Supreme Court month, but before we get into that, Corey, we have to mention, because, you know, for legitimate reasons, people are upset with these Supreme Court decisions, and we're going we're gonna to get into that. However, uh, I do believe, if I'm not mistaken, you sent me this news from earlier today. Joe Biden just appointed a pro-life district judge in kentucky yeah for mcconnell <laughs> as, as the democrats send out their emails asking for fundraising and donations biden is appointing local federal judges that are pro-abortion which by the way is what started the whole <laughs> kickoff to get this type of shit up to the supreme court was local federal judges who are pro-abortion being put into strategic places you don't say no i don't it's, but you know make sure you donate to the democrats that's a joke that's a joke right oh no they're they're, they're serious dan they're they, they're gonna codify row as long as you throw them your 15 bucks they're for real this time and they're this time i swear to god this time we're gonna get it done Please, bro, please, just this time. Just give him another chance, bro, please. It's like, the, it's like the boyfriend who keeps beating the shit out of you, and you just keep going back. And keep going back. I'm sorry, I didn't mean it. Please, I just sometimes I get out of control. I love you. Call me back. Bye. I love you. Can I have some money? Please respond. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I'm short. I'm short up for cash. All right. All right. All right. Funny stuff aside. Uh, so what you drinking today, Dan? The uh, oh, that no, that isn't that isn't funny either because this is the very end of my uh, my Eagle Rare, the fifth that I bought uh, about a, about a year ago. I haven't been able to find it again since. Oof. But see, I, I had to fit, I had to do it at some point, right? I had like an extra bottle on my bourbon shelf downstairs that I just built, and I'm like, mm, it's out of place. I'd say I gotta have an even, I gotta have an even an even spread across. These things happen. I had to. I just decided the shelf to space turns you into an alcoholic. Yeah, I got to get rid of this just so I can fit this next bottle in here, of course. Right. And then when you get another bottle, you have to finish that one. That's right. And Dan has a problem because he buys a bottle every other day. That's not true. <laughs> That's not true. I'm only drinking beer, Dan. Last yeah. week I was uh, speaking in cursive <laughs> in my rants and slurs. So and with with the seriousness of tonight's topics, we we, we can't have that. Even though it warrants getting absolutely plastered. It does. And like, (laughs) 
So I'll I'll kick this thing off, Corey. Right. So the Dobbs decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. We're what? Like we're like a weekend now because I want to say that dropped what Friday last Friday. Yeah, it was like Friday afternoon. So you know we're almost a weekend, and Corey and I. Th- and this is one of those rare circumstances where it's kind of a blessing in disguise that we've that we've had a week to, before doing our show because. I can't speak for Corey, but what I can tell you is that for myself, I have gone in so many directions on this thing and thinking about so many of the nuances. And it's probably a good thing that we had to wait a week to talk about this. I I, I made it a point to stay off of social media and not make you know any knee jerk opinions um, because what I would have normally done under a circumstance like this is I would have I would have suggested hey. Everybody calm down. It's not over. Get out of your emotions. There's a there's a fight left, right? If you're if you happen to be uh pro-choice. And, and to the pro-lifers, I would have said, hey, calm down. There's no need to gloat. You got what you wanted. Now, what are you gonna do that you've caught the car? Okay. So I'm not gonna do that here because when it because it is it is a really, really emotional thing that's been 50 years in the making for the pro-life people. This is a significant victory for them. They have based on their their moral compass and the things that they want, this is this is huge for them, right? And I'm not going to and I'm not gonna get on the, on the pro-choice people either, because this, again, very, very, very emotional, heartbreaking decision that came down from the Supreme court. So I, I understand, right. Let's, let's, let's get the emotional side of this done with, do what you got to do, take your time to grieve, take your time to celebrate. But at the same time, I've also thought about the, the nuance of this situation. And while I understand the, emotional reactions to this i've also seen the the emotional reactions to this and what happens when you speak too soon when your when your emotions take over is you start using you know bumper sticker catchphrases like guns have more rights than women which we know is just fundamentally ridiculous i'm gonna let you get away with it this time because i understand you're emotional and then you also have things uh from you the- just call women emotional <laughs> That's going to go over so well. This is not just women. No, of course. There's lots of men that are upset about this. They're, they're running out. To get- ah, you're just being emotional. No, I'm just teasing. I'm just they're giving running- you a hard time. Well, I was, I was actually going to defend myself for a second. So <laughs> did, you, did, you see, did you see all these men running out to get vasectomies? And I've heard people make jokes about it. No, it's, it's actually happening from what I understand, at least for a few doctors in Florida. I don't know. It's probably not happening everywhere. But, um, but anyway, the bumper sticker catchphrase thing that you see coming out of the pro-life people is things like life wins today it's like well that's kind of subjective i don't i don't know that i want i don't know that that's really the 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 best way to explain the entire situation um but i've also thought about things like enforcement you know what's going to happen next what's going to happen how how are these things going to be enforced i mean this is going to be messy regardless and I would like to think that it all comes out better in the end, but there's going to be some, uh, I don't know. What's the best way to put this? There's, there's going to be some fallout for some, for some innocent people out there. Um, 
and also the you know the the possibility going forward of of other rights being taken away. I mean, my my instant reaction when it comes to things like trans rights and and gay marriage and things like that, my instant reaction is always kind of calm down. Like let's like let's let's let this marinate for a second. Uh, I understand the concern based on the precedent that was set here, but we're not quite there yet. So I don't think we need to be, I don't think we need to be panicking just yet. Concern is okay. Panic, maybe not so much. Corey, what was your kind of reaction to this over the last week? All right. So my brain has been bouncing around like a game of pong back and forth. It's just, it's just, it's insane. It's like when you see those videos when they drop a bunch of ping pong balls on the ground, they all go all over the place. Uh, it's as someone who doesn't like federal government, this is something that almost is like, all right, we're taking power away from the federal government. We're giving it back to the people. That's great. But when you're, we're taking this uh, power away from the federal government, but in doing so, we're taking away the rights of the individual. And so it's this weird thing to where it's like, less government but it creates more restriction to where before there was more government and there was less restriction so i'm on this weird teeter-totter of trying to exactly see where that lands to where people are like i guess we're with we're better off with for it but right now when when we restrict the less government it kind of put the cart in front of the horse and now as a result there's millions of people who don't have uh true body autonomy it's something that we've been fighting for in the country for the past, well, 50 years in this case, the last year and a half for vaccine mandates. Anything that happens in somebody's body, I ultimately believe that it's between them and their doctor. Um, Roe, even RBG said it itself, Roe v. Wade was a very messy uh, ruling that obviously, as evidenced by how easy it was to be able to be overturned, it didn't have a very very solid standing i'm pissed off at the that the government had 50 years to figure this out while the government like while the federal government just basically gave them the time and the ruling with the precedent that they could have actually codified something um yeah it's 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 kind of all over the place you know like i see people really upset and i'm gonna go like kind of piggyback off what your emotions what you said about the emotions thing it's like uh i see a lot of people talking about like crying and being sad and it's you know what it's like you know what you definitely it is emotional cry it out but the fight isn't over to the next couple of days you know this is gonna be a fight that it's that's gonna be the same we have to fight as hard as the republicans fought for the last 50 years and you know what have your remorse have your your uh your grievings your grievings like now because tomorrow you gotta lace up those bootstraps and get to the street and get ready to fight like hell in the in the words of Trump <laughs> and uh, get out there and fight for your rights. You know this is something that especially a generation like ours we haven't known anything different and just in the stroke of a pen in a mere second millions of women's rights were taken away from them. Now, when you want to get down to, and this is why I think it's so important, and this is why it's also to me where I feel like the government just shouldn't be involved either, because of the fact that there's so much nuance to the idea of an abortion itself, that when you leave it up to the states where they get to just make a binary just law on it, then it's it's there's going to be a lot of people that are hurt because of this. 
We know prohibition doesn't work as evidence by any time we tried to ban something in this country, abortions aren't going to be any different. I understand the argument coming from the other side that it's a life. And so it's, we got to really figure out what exactly that means. Yeah, it's, like, it's the balance. It's the balance of the the rights between you know the fetus or the baby versus the the rights of of the mother, or the you know the the birthing person. Uh, so right, and it's good that you use both words, the fetus or baby, because half of our audience is going to call it a fetus, and the other half is going to call it a baby. Right, and, and that's and, yeah. Go ahead. And it's so it's it's tricky because then when you like when you take when you get out of the micro of our country and you put it on the whole scope of things, when it comes to what other countries actually have, like very way more liberal countries, they, their restrictions are actually way stricter than ours were. Um, and then I've also said that like, it pisses me off that these Supreme court justices like are calling themselves originalists, but there's the premise that when the original constitution was written, there was a common law regarding abortion. And it was called the, uh, the quickening and then an abortion before a woman felt a baby kick that that was like basically regarded as like what the name state, like what the, what like the goalpost was for abortions in our country. And that's around 15 or 22 weeks. Now, let me give you, let me give you the, the pro-life pushback on that. Science has progressed. We now know that we now know that a, a baby can feel pain after, I can't remember what it was, but something like 10 weeks, uh, things like that, that you know, the founding fathers may not have known at the time. So th this, this progression of science maybe changes where those goalposts need to be. And that's a fair argument back. Like we, like we have progressed, you know, so, but like at the same time, you could say it's almost like not, what is it? 92% of abortions are before six weeks. Yeah. I Most, mean, you know, like those ones that are past 10 weeks, 15 weeks, 20 weeks, there needs to be an opening for people to take care of their issues in those situations that are in like dire circumstances. But it's not, like I said, 92% is six weeks. If someone doesn't want to have a baby and they know they're pregnant, they don't wait 20 weeks and then go, Oh, you know what? Never mind. It's usually it's something that has to do with health. It has to do with either the mother's health or the baby's health to where these choices are made. But when you're 20 weeks in, you typically already have a name picked. Well, just like anything else, the first thing that is always brought up is some sort of anecdotal uh, extreme, right? It's always like, well, what about late term abortions, which never happen. And then on the other side, it's always, you know, what about, uh, you know, what about, what about rape, which those things do happen, but they, uh, you know, or a, a, a medical issue of some kind, like those things do happen. But again, you're talking about extremes. And what I can say is that I'm actually I'm, I'm certainly a little more on the side of the pro-choice people when it comes to the extremist argument, because I can say that anecdotally, I know at least two people in my inner circle that have had to have pregnancies terminated due to an unviable fetus. I, 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 a buddy of mine, his wife. Um, I, I mean, I won't, I won't, I won't say their names, but I'll tell you exactly what their situation was. This was about six years ago. They were excited to have a baby. And I would say, I think it was beginning maybe of the second trimester. They go in, they have their 20 week ultrasound and they find out that this baby is not growing a skull. This uh. baby is not going to have bones to protect its brain. And I think about that and I go, and they terminated the pregnancy. And I think about that and I go, I can, I cannot imagine 
a state law or definitely not a federal law that would demand that she carry that baby to term and have a fucking stillbirth right there on the bed. There is absolutely no reason for that. There is. There's none. So I, I I've heard more anecdotal stories like that than I have of anecdotal stories of, you know, babies getting pulled out, you know, at three hours before it's born or whatever, or, or what do they call it? Delivery room abortions, right? They don't, they don't happen. They just don't happen. Yeah. And I'm not, I, well, I mean, like overall in the grand scheme of things, I'm not going to say they don't happen, but like the, there's what roughly 600,000 uh, abortions every year. And that number has been trending down significantly since the nineties as contraceptives and sexual education has become more popular mm-hmm. that we've already been kind of answering the, abortion question ourselves that like they suck (laughs) people aren't just choosing to have them they're put in really shitty situations and that even goes like what was it like the uh the public opinion like the reason this is one argument nick gillespie had that like makes roe v wade like a solid argument is the pub that they that that roe v wade kind of got it right especially after uh uh, casey planned parenthood and the other ones that came and like kind of like tightened it up a little bit was the public opinion on abortions in the 70s and now is like virtually unchanged. You know, this free range of abortions in our country hasn't changed the morality scope of how people view it. Yeah. Before or after. It just, it took care of all of the nuance that an individual faces in a scenario when they're pregnant. Every single pregnancy is completely different than the next one. And a blanket, it did paint it the same as the, the mandates. A blanket, just uh precedent over everything whether it be a ban or a force there's way too many people in the middle they're going to be caught into this and that's just not going to work out for them the way that the government thinks it's going to because they think it looks good on paper because it makes them feel good yeah i mean the number the numbers bear it out i mean pro the 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 pro-life under any circumstances no abortions under any circumstances people they can't they can't defend this from a percentage of what americans want type of situation it's 13 percent. it's 13 percent, according to gallup polls like you said basically since the 70s basically since roe 13 percent. it's 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 i think it's fluctuated between 13 and 20 percent of americans that want to want to uh, no no abortions under under any circumstances about f- roughly around 50 percent say abortions under whatever circumstances. And I think that goes towards what you say, Corey, is like it's between a woman and her doctor. And I think that's what they really mean when they say under any circumstances. And then everybody else is like abortion is OK under some circumstances. And that goes to, you know, the, the, the morality scale that I talked about a little bit earlier when we were talking about the, the, the rights of the fetus versus the rights uh, of the woman. Th- this that is that is the the definition of this morality scale that we speak of that thirteen percent to that fifteen percent, right? right. I mean, if, and it just, it just comes down to how they view the actual body. Yeah, inside. and and another thing that uh, your boyfriend from Reason, Nick Gillespie, said uh, in their last episode uh, was was that when you look at abortion as murder, I'm, I'm paraphrasing what he said, but when you look at abortion, you say abortion is murder. That is an extremist point of view because if if it weren't more people would look at it as murder and it would be illegal. It wouldn't even be a question, right? So this idea that it's murder no matter what is a little bit silly. And 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 that morality scale bears out even when you're talking about something like murder, right? 
Yeah. Because there are actually people that think that murder is justified under some circumstances. You see tweets all the time, usually from people that are probably pro-life, going, uh, we should just murder uh, all pedophiles. And right. I don't, I'm not even going to say that's a bad position, right? Pedophiles are, are shitty human beings, but you have to understand that's still being okay with murder under at least some circumstances, right? Right. So why is and, abortion any different? Well, what pisses me off about the most is the fact that, like, these the people who like are saying they're pro life, like, well, not not even like people. I feel like, like that's the thing too. That's what makes us tricky. Is like not the politicians who are grifting and pandering to their base to try to make this stuff banned. There's people that really believe these are bodies that are being murdered. And imagine, like, if you really do see it as a body, that's absolutely debit like tra- traumatizing just to see murders all the time. If that's how you truly see it, then you're seeing murders all the time. So it's like I get being that upset about it. But like I said, like, and that's why this and like it being that complicated and that nuanced, I think ultimately is why it has to be brought down to the individual and their doctor which is insane because that's actually an argument that's being made when roe v wade is being removed it takes away the federal government it's giving the power back to the people to vote on it Mm -hmm. and it's like that's an argument but while everyone figures this all out there's gonna be millions of women who are going to be very hurt and prosecuted and like if we're gonna talk about criminalizing this we've seen how the drug war is we saw how the drug war has just like it's messy. A lot of people get killed. People are caught in like crossfire. People are criminalized over something that like is their body ultimately. And it's just it's messy. And what are we going to have? We're going to have anytime there's a law, there's going to be someone with a gun there to enforce it. Are we going to be having just women shot? You know, there's going to be doctors shot. People are just going to be put in jail. There's going to be court cases because people are like now there's women freaking out about their uh their period tracking apps mm-hmm. because of the fact that like now that's data that can be subpoenaed in a courtroom. Like this is just a straight attack on privacy. It's, it's fucked up and it well, should be between the doctor and the person. I think the more frightening example, even, even more than the uh, period tracking apps is this, this idea of the possibility. Now, look, we're not here yet. Now, I think now Corey, we're getting into, you know scenarios that could happen and we're still hopeful that they don't right um but i think the scarier part is you know women having miscarriages right like a woman that has a legitimate miscarriage and is devastated and then on top of being sad has to go sit in a courtroom while she while she should just be able to mourn in peace because she's suspected of some sort of chemical abortion right so ridiculous that to me that's probably the scariest one that i can think of and then the other thing is is these states that are trying to prosecute people for having abortions in other states, I that that would that would be I cannot see a scenario. And look, I'm no I know the Constitution okay, but I'm no expert. I cannot see how in any way that's constitutional. That's like that's like me uh you know living in Texas and coming to Michigan and smoking marijuana, leaving the marijuana in Michigan and then going back to Texas and being arrested for smoking marijuana in Michigan. Right fucking ridiculous right and this is what also pisses me off about it now that i'm like really thinking about it i'm trying to think of all the little points i wanted to make the whole republican party talking about being pro-life and like thinking life is sacred and things like that right well they just got roe v wade overturned so they have this opportunity to put their money where their mouth is and be pro-life and try to reform the the foster care system get a bunch of help for these women in their states 
and do all these different things to make it to where what like increase child care tax credits increase the welfare for under like like women who don't make a lot of money you know like do everything that you can to help these women accommodate these women as much as you can when Roe, if it was really about pro-life and that's what they would be doing but instead they're trying to criminalize it in a bunch of states with these trigger laws they had ready to go the zombie laws that haven't been repealed like as soon as and then the first thing clarence thomas says afterwards is like now it's time to go after lgbtq and what was it in the contraceptives mm-hmm. so like it's not about pro-life to these guys mm-hmm. it's it really not it if does. it was then they wouldn't they'd would be they would be doing everything they could for that baby once it leaves the womb because as soon as it leaves the womb it's oh well you're just an irresponsible parent if you shouldn't have kids if you right. can't afford right. them right right well and then yeah. their, response, their response would be well you need you should be more traditionalist you shouldn't have sex until you're married like it's 2022 guys like this isn't i mean i i understand if you if you like come from like a, a christian traditionalist household like by all means do your thing boo boo i really don't care how you live your life but you you're 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 just not being realistic you're just not being realistic when you when you say things like that when you're talking about uh uh, the american people as a whole or global society is <laughs> just don't have sex <laughs> <laughs> it's just Please. like well and the other thing too is like okay so i love it like what like, i'm sorry but like what pisses me off when people say that they just say it so matter of factly like, yeah. like they just i just solved the problem guys just don't have sex well and you know what's funny too is like a lot of people are pointing to um europe right and about how actually even most of the laws that are on the books even today after <laughs> Robbie goes virginity rocks. <laughs> that's that's coming from a guy who doesn't get laid. Sorry, Robbie, we love you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sure he's being. That's I'm funny. Just, I'm just, and then um, I'm fucking with him. Oh, and then so I've been really biting my tongue and not saying this at all hmm. to people online and stuff like that. But uh. Let me see if I can find this actually, just because it's funny. Um, but like, all I haven't said it to anyone yet, but I see a lot of women online who I know uh, whose husbands voted for uh, Trump, and they're freaking out about this, and they're like, "I don't get it. I don't get how they can do this." And it's like, I want to so bad, like just say, "Well, you know, I kind of told you so." And they, they, uh, I'm actually trying to find this little funny video as I'm saying, as I'm talking, but like they, they sit here and they're like, I don't understand how this could happen. How can they just do this? And it's like, well, you literally voted for a guy that, uh, that, that fucking was literally bragging about trying to do this. And, and then proceeded to appoint three conservative judges, which you would, which that is an extraordinarily lucky thing. How many, how many presidents in a four-year term get to, to get to put in three Supreme Court justices? Right. Uh, thanks, RBG. I don't know why it's playing this stupid. I should have seen this. We are accelerating ad. our efforts. We are not. We, we are in no way. Uh, Bridgestone is in no way a sponsor of this show. <laughs> <laughs> And that's why I muted it. And it's just a dumb six second video, but I literally just want to post this. We, and wouldn't, we wouldn't take advertising dollars from a petroleum company, a petroleum based product company. What the fuck is this? This is not what I was looking for. Never mind. I was that's looking for the Trailer Park Boys video where it, where Ricky's in his car and he's and he fucks up and says, "I told you so wrong." And he's like, 
I don't want to be the type of guy that said a toe to so, but I fucking a toe to so. <laughs> and I literally wanted to post this six second clip on so many goddamn posts, but I bit my tongue. You know, it's, that's enough. Put down the mic. It's just, it just goes to show how elections do have consequences. And I feel like a lot of people just vote just to try to piss off the other side. And they're actually voting against their own personal interests as evidenced by voting for Trump. The guy was bragging about this. Well, and that's the thing too, is like, there's that. And then there's the other side where voting for Democrats, did you know, fucking good. Multiple opportunities to codify this law, uh, getting maybe getting an administration that had convinced Ruth Bader Ginsburg to step down when she was on her deathbed. That's another thing. That's another fucking thing. She could have stepped down under Obama and Obama could have appointed a new uh, liberal judge. Yeah. And it sucks. It's I don't like talking shit about her because she is, you know, I I love Ruth Bader Ginsburg, but like I look at him, her just her just having so much narcissist and a narcissist and not stepping down. And I'm thinking you destroyed everything you worked for half your legacy just because you didn't step down just because you stuck around too long. She's like the Supreme Court version of Joe Paterno for all the college football fans out there. Yeah, uh, that's 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 actually that's not an apples to apples comparison, but <laughs> we think it's somebody stuck around too long. That's what I could bear Bryant. Maybe. I don't know. It's like uh, it's like a yeah, sitcom that like should have ended six seasons ago. Yeah. So, I mean, if if this <laughs> if this decision, if the this only decision, people who deserve bodily autonomy is Noam Chomsky, but Noam <laughs> with the G. <laughs> the. If this if this decision and and the way this ultimately bared out, if this doesn't convince people that are still being duped by the Democratic Party, and I'm not talking about liberals or leftists, I'm talking about the Democratic Party. This doesn't convince you that they don't give a fuck. I don't know what else will. If this doesn't convince you that if they are better than Republicans, it's barely, and it's only because of cultural. Uh, bullshit uh, identity politics reasons. Mm-hmm. Like it, this is it. I mean, I I wish I I wanted to pull it up before we started the show, but I forgot. But there's that video that's been on multiple YouTube shows, multiple podcasts of of a young woman who was you know protesting this decision, and she's getting text messages from the Biden campaign or the or the uh, Pelosi campaign going, "Oh my God, you have to donate to us now so we can save women's rights." You would fucking 50 years to make sure that that happened. Yeah, they've literally just used it as a uh, a soapbox thing to like just string their voters along for the last 50 years. It's almost you gotta like keep the, voting for us because, you know, those Republicans are trying to get rid of abortion. It's almost like in a weird way they're celebrating this because it gives them something to campaign with. I mean, I, I don't know how many people are as big of cynics as I am, but I could totally see that being the case for, for at least some of these Democratic politicians. And so, like, it has to be over now. Yeah. It has to be over. It had, like, you ha- just, God damn it, just demand better. For the love of God, just demand better. Right. This is what, this is what apathy and just voting for your party blindly without holding your own teams accountable has led to. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I guess we can move on to the, uh, well, I guess I, I got a list here of all, like, just so, like, our listeners know, like, which states have which when it comes to, like, restrictions and stuff. Just so just so we have some bit of news and some information for the listeners besides our opinions. Before you do that, the last thing I wanted to say was that a lot of people are talking about, and this this is this is a really good point and something that, that does need to be brought up, um, the European standard in most of the European countries and about how 
most of them are actually more conser- or more uh, conservative than even our most conservative abortion laws on the books, even within our states right now. Um, but my counter to that is that might be okay here if we were going to have access to more access to free contraception, right? Because a lot of these European nations have socialized healthcare, really easy to get free birth control. There's probably yep. just flying across the street everywhere. Like even, even the most crude example of contraception. Is that, is that your image of Europe, Dan? Just everyone's just flinging condoms at each other. That's boozy, that's boozy. Just, yeah, just, <laughs> which is, oh, just raining condoms everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> just flinging them at each other. That's the most crude form. You know of how much of a, a shit job that would be to sweep those up? Like, have you ever tried to sweep up rubber bands? No. You ever done that? Like, that was one of our student pranks. We just dropped thousands and thousands of rubber bands in the hallway because you can't sweep them. They just roll up and go underneath the brooms. You have to, like, pick them up by hand. And so I'm just picturing some guy out there pissed off trying to sweep up condoms. Could you, imagine, could you imagine what that would do to the vacuum inside the street sweeper? <laughs> it's the most crude form of contraception. And here in the United States, they're fucking expensive. And by yeah. the way, not all condoms are created equal. That's true. I can only speak for men. We certainly know that, but I think the ladies do too. Cause it, 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 they, you have to know. Oh, yeah. And sorry, yeah. ladies, I turned the rib condom inside out. So I get the pleasure. Not you. <laughs> and then Corey gets out a dental dam. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't, yeah, I've been married for 10, like, well, five years, but been with no, I mean, I mean, for years. her sake, for her sake, oh, for her sake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not for you. <laughs> No, I've been using the pull and pray method for the last 10 years, Dan. <laughs> and it's been working pretty damn well, except for it, one time. It when didn't I had work a once. I didn't. Well, I'm not trying to get too much into my sex life, but there was one time that the pull or the pray didn't happen. And I went from thinking I was shooting blanks to thinking that I have super sperm. But I digress. I went <laughs> um, Robbie just said, what about Gisleyn Maxa being out on suicide watch by jail guards? And that's something that actually... We weren't going to talk about, but I just wanted to dip into that really, really, really fast and just bring up these two different points that I read. And one is, uh, where'd you go? There it is. Ghislaine Maxwell was just sentenced to 20 years for conspiring with Jeffrey Epstein to recruit and sexually abuse underage girls, and she will likely get out on earlier good behavior. Julian Assange faces 175 years in prison for exposing U.S. war crimes. Let for that sink in. For being for- honest. And then, in other news, Ghislaine Maxwell becomes the first person ever to be convicted of trafficking children to nobody. Interesting. <laughs> there isn't one person who's being convicted based on her trial. That's, uh, that's, that's interesting. A quick change of topic. Roe v. Wade. Yeah? What about it? I'm just saying. That's... <laughs> I was going to say, did something happen? No, I'm just uh, saying. Quick change the topic. No one wants to talk about that. Well, and, well that's true. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about the the. I didn't hear anything about the the suicide watch thing, but it it doesn't surprise. Yeah, she's me. on suicide watch now because because we have because we have to be set up. We have to be all set up for her to be suicided. So I I totally get it. Yeah, for her to be all right. Yeah. So I have a list here of every state and their current situation for abortion access. And I'm just going to go down it alphabetically, and I'm just going to run through it really quick, but just to give a quick roundup for everyone that understands. So Alabama, the current limit for abortion like is based on conception. Can I take uh, a guess? 
Yeah. Uh, a current limit. First of all, answer this question: Are they? Is it going to be changing under Roe? Or not no. under, with the repeal of Roe? I should say. Uh, okay, so I'm yes, say, yes, 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 yes. Okay, so it'll be reduced. I'll say I'm gonna say six weeks. Conception banned. Conception. God damn it! I should have known Alabama. I'm an yeah. Idiot. Okay, this is a fun game. Let's do this. I'm gonna name a state, and you guess. All right, Alaska. Alaska. I think I saw this one actually. Uh, no ban. It's GOP controlled and no ban. That's right. Arizona. Arizona. Uh, it's tough to purple state or turning more purple. I'm going to say there is a ban. I'm going to say. Ten weeks. Actually. Their current limit is fetal, fetal viability at 24 to 26 weeks. But it's threatened because there's a 15-week ban that will take effect in about 90 days, but there's still uncertainty over whether the pre-row ban is still standing. Hmm. Arkansas. Let's, let's, do, let's do two more. Arkansas. You don't, gonna... you don't want to go through them all? And then I'll, I'll just go really fast and which one's illegal and which I'll, one's I'll guess, I'll guess. I'll guess Arkansas. I'm going to say Arkansas is uh, – I'm going to say conception for Arkansas. Yep. GOP yeah. controlled, payroll ban, trigger ban. Abortion is now legal in Arkansas. It's legal in California for fetal viability at 24 to 26 weeks. It's legal in Colorado with no limit. It's legal in Connecticut for 24 to 26 weeks. Same with Delaware. Florida is actually 24 weeks. A 15-week abortion yeah. ban is set to take effect pending a legal challenge. That includes no say, rape or incest exception. DeSantis is under some pressure <laughs> to get that to reduce a little bit. Right. Georgia is a ban or severe restriction soon. They have a their current limit is twenty two weeks, but Georgia's six week ban will likely take effect pending a court ruling. It includes a rape and incest exception, but only if the police report is filed. <laughs> Hawaii has a fetal availability of twenty four to twenty six weeks. Idaho has a twenty four to twenty six week fetal viability right now, but there's a trigger law that takes effect thirty days after Roe v. Wade is overturned. The state does allow abortion in cases of rape or incest, but patients will need to have a police report to document it. It's legal in Illinois, fetal viability twenty four to twenty six weeks. Indiana, uh, Iowa, and Kansas—it's all threatened. They're all—they uh, have—they're all geo. Well, actually, Kansas isn't GOP controlled, but Indiana and Iowa is, and Republicans. So they want to pass abortion restriction in Indiana, and Iowa wants to fight to restrict abortion as well. Uh, Kentucky is ban is blocked. The ban was just blocked. A complete ban was temporarily blocked by a judge as well as a six-week ban that is part of the trigger law. If those laws don't apply, the, gen the gestational period limit is 20 weeks under the current law. A ballot initiative in November will decide whether there is no right to abortion in the state constitution. But, you know, that's going to switch because... Uh, Biden just flew down a pro uh, anti abortion judge, yeah, a pro life judge. Um, oh, good Louisiana, job. Louisiana has a trigger ban, but a judge temporarily blocked a trigger law that would have banned abortion in the state. It's unclear whether the previous 22 week ban currently applies or whether a separate 15 week ban is in effect. The trigger law includes no rape or incest exception. Maine is legal, Maryland and Massachusetts is 24 weeks. Michigan, it's threatened because we have a uh, we have a pro a pre row ban that like right now it's for fetal viability to twenty four to twenty six weeks, but we have a pre row ban from nineteen thirty one I think that makes it illegal unless the white unless the mother is life is threatened. 
Minnesota is legal 24 to 26 weeks. Mississippi is 20 weeks, but there's a trigger law that takes effect on July 7th. July 7th and a rape exception is on the books, but it's unclear if there's an incest exception. It's banned in Missouri on conception. Montana, it's threatened, and a 20-week ban was put on hold by a judge, but that could change. Nebraska, the governor said he will push for a total ban, but right now it's 22 weeks. Nevada is legal at 24. New Hampshire is legal at 24. New Jersey is legal with no limit, with no restrictions. New Mexico is legal, no restrictions. New York is legal at 24 to 26 weeks. North Carolina is threatened because Republicans want a 20-week ban reinstated, but right now it's 24 to 26. North Dakota, a trigger law takes effect 30 days after Roe is overturned. Ohio is six weeks. And they're going to try to pass a full ban. Oklahoma, it's banned and is now just straight illegal at, at conception, with an exception for rape or incest. Um, Oregon, there's none. It's legal. Pennsylvania is 24 weeks, but it's threatened. Uh, Rhode Island is legal at 24 we- up to 24 weeks. South Carolina is at six weeks. And then South Dakota is at conception. Tennessee is at six weeks. These are like these ones when it says six weeks, they're they're bans that came in as soon as Roe was overturned. Right, right. A judge rules abortion up to six weeks can temporarily resume in Texas, but a trigger law bans abortion will take effect in about two months. Utah is a trigger law. Utah is has a trigger law set to ban abortion in the state, but it was temporarily blocked by a judge. The trigger law has a rape and incest exception if the patient has a police report. Meanwhile, a separate new 18 ban takes effect. I was gonna say that the Mormons wear those those goofy underwear. It's hard for them to conceive anyway so we're good right <laughs> vermont it's legal no no uh limits virginia it's threatened right now it's in the third trimester but he, but they want but the republican governor wants a 15-week limit washington is fetal viability to 24 to 26 weeks dc that's washington state and then dc is uh no legal limit it's legal and there's no current limit West Virginia is at 22 weeks, but a pro-ban on the books and voters amended the state constitution in 2018 to explicitly not protect abortion. Uh, Wisconsin, it's at conception, but not at conception, but not enforced. An abortion ban from 1849 is still on the books, but the Democratic governor and attorney general said they will not enforce the ban. If Republicans take over the state house, that could change. And in Wyoming, it's fetal viability up to 24 to 26 weeks, but trigger laws takes effect after the state certifies the new law. Where are you, Liz Cheney? They need you. She's too busy over there uh, talking about Trump, and she's probably going to lose her position because yeah, it does not look good for it's not looking good for Liz Cheney over there. You got forty eight months to decide. <laughs> so look, uh, oh, someone just asked your opinion on abortion. So I'm sorry, but we've been in for forty two minutes, and we literally just gave our opinions on it. You have to when this episode drops. Hey, follow uh, the podcast. Yeah, so TDV, uh, follow the podcast. You can watch this stream when it's over. The first like forty minutes, we go into depth on our opinions on it, and there it's there's a lot of nuance in it. So, absolutely. Uh, look, I think the last thing we, we <laughs> Robbie goes, when did this show get political? You lost a fan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think the last thing I wanted to talk about was the possibility of what to expect moving forward as far as contraception, and we don't have to dive too deep in, too, too deeply into it. But as far as contraception, as far as the possibility of the overturning of gay marriage and things like that, how how concerned are you, Corey, at this point? Because for me, I think I, I think I said a little bit earlier, I, I'm concerned, but not ready to panic just yet. I mean, we didn't 
I mean, the writing was kind of on the wall for this because of the leak. And now after seeing all this other stuff, you know, it's it's a little concerning. But at the same time, even in these rulings, there was dissent from people, even like Brett Kavanaugh. He pushed back on quite a bit on this one. He's like, yeah, I'm not for people not being able to leave the state to take care of this themselves in other states. And then he also said he didn't want to touch uh, gay rights, I believe, and things like that. And uh, there was something else he said that was actually surprising to me. It was regarding, I think it was the abortion. Um, yeah, I mean, the only the only one so far who said anything goofy about it is Clarence Thomas. Yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> can I say that? Yeah, you can say that. You can say that. Him and his wife. We have special permission. Uh, yeah. What were you looking for? I forgot already. Um, Bourbon's going to my head. Yeah, it sounds like it. That was me last week, so I'll give you a pass. No, Get good. wasted, Dan. Do it. I'm not slurring yet. I know. I don't. Do you slur when you drink? Mm, yeah, mm, it happens. I have to be really drunk to slur. <laughs> My motor functions are the last thing to go before I piss myself and blackout. He's got a great memory, <laughs> this guy. <laughs> oh man. Um. So I can't find it, but there was something he said, and I forget. I don't know if it had to do with Roe v. Wade or if it had to do with one of these other ones. But it surprised me what Kavanaugh said. It sounded pretty liberal. But I'm not holding my breath. Yeah, I wouldn't either. Uh, so you, you, you're you in the same boat as me. Concerned, not ready to panic. <laughs> Just reading Robbie's comments. I predict Hillary Clinton will reveal her true form as a lizard infused with Dick Cheney and created an unstoppable force known as Mothra and tear down the CT agency. That's how you win the 2024 election right there. That That's is. exactly how you get it done right there. Reality, yeah, it might happen. Who knows? Let's go, 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 Hillary. <laughs> I just said that actually. I just said to someone the other day when someone posted a picture of uh, what's his face, Zuckerberg from Facebook because he just looks like a fucking alien. <laughs> and someone posted a, posted this picture of him and his friends, and they're like, What the fuck's up with these lizard people? And I'm like, Nah, they just look weird. I'm like, I don't think if anyone was actually a lizard person, they'd be able to pull off that type of technology. And then bungle it by just taking a selfie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, they did it. They infiltrated the elites. They infiltrated and did all this shit just to blow it to take this photo. And especially because it's not the first selfie he took. And like the first one he ever took, people always said, oh, yeah, he looks like he's an alien. If he really was an alien, he's not going to just keep taking selfies. Or he looks like a grown baby with bug eyes sometimes to me. Every time Kamala Harris laughs, a kid goes deaf. Yeah, but they're paid. They're paid actor kids. So yeah, so it's, it's okay. okay. They're wearing earplugs. Uh, <laughs> so, so it's all they say. Yeah, it's a voluntary deafness. Uh, you want to move on to the next one, Corey? We got we got three more rulings to discuss. One of which is really fucking stupid. So we're gonna save it to the end. Uh, Supreme Court giving the Biden administration the ability to overturn. Trump's remain in Mexico policy for asylum seekers, which is probably the one that's not going to be covered a whole lot on MSNBC uh, in the coming weeks, because let's be honest, that's at least a relatively liberal decision from a conservative court. Is it not? Yeah, it is. That's it. it. That's all we need to say. That's it. We'll move on to the next one. Um, Well, I was going to try to find the actual, I'm looking for, oh yeah, so the vote was 5-4 with Roberts writing for himself a fellow conservative Justice Brett Kavanaugh plus Justices Stephen Breyer, Sotomayor, and Kagan. Um, 
I'm looking for the actual quote because, of course, Clarence Thomas, Lito and Gorshitz, and Barrett dissented. <laughs> um, but the reasoning was so at issue were the migrant protection protocols that were put in place under the Trump administration that remained in Mexico and it requires some asylum seekers who entered the country, mainly from Central and South America, to return to Mexico while they await a hearing. Um, Robert said federal immigration law gives the executive discretion. He may return asylum seekers to Mexico, but is not required to do so. And uh, Kavanaugh noted in a concurring opinion that this, mean, this means six justices agreed on the merits and said that the court can only do so much to restore order in an immigration crisis brought on by a stalemate between Congress and the White House. The larger policy story behind this case is the multi-decade of inability to uh, uh, inability of political branches to provide DHS with sufficient su- facilities to detain non-citizens who seek to enter the United States pending their immigration proceedings, Kavanaugh wrote. But this court has no authority to address only the legal issues before us. Oh, but this court has authority to address only the legal issues before us. And so he said, basically, and that's one thing too, is like one thing that with all these different rulings, which is also something that kind of throws my mind in a little loop, is we are seeing the judicial branch limit their own power. Because everything's just been thrown to them with with everything, because Congress and can't do shit, and it's a, it's such a fucking debacle and stalemate there that they've thrown everything to the courts, and the courts is here actually saying no, 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 no. We're tired of everything being thrown to us. This is up to you guys. Yeah. So asylum, you know, and <laughs> asylum seekers. But you know what I'm saying? Like it's it's interesting to see an executive or a branch of the government, not the executive, but a branch of the government limit its own powers. Because the yeah. Supreme Court has gotten super powerful because we've thrown everything to them. So almost every piece of legislation is based on a ruling. Yeah, I mean, you're getting a lot. And this this is mostly coming from the Dobbs decision and, and obviously from the from the pro-choice people because they're upset right now, understandably. But um, calling, you know, calling the Supreme Court outdated and, and we don't need them. But I, I, I do agree with that. There, there, that. That is an interesting way to look at it, the way that in these rulings, they've kind of they're, they're, they're kind of like, you know, it's not up to us to deal with this shit. I mean, that's, yeah, that's they're that's basically saying, do your fucking job. That's technically what the Dobbs decision really was. I mean, sure, it, you know, it's going to cause a huge mess. And yeah, there's going to be people put in jail. There's going to be people that die. There's, it's going to be it's going to be gross. It's going to be disgusting what we see while the cards fall. But at the end of the day, that's what the Supreme Court did. They were like, uh, yeah, it's not up to us to rule on that. It's not up to us to rule on this. They're basically going, we're ruling that we don't need to rule on this thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's up to you guys. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's nuts. I and it, and that's and that's what the that's what the asylum seekers decision was about. It was it was basically like, you know, I what 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 are we gonna do? These there's asylum seekers coming into the United States we're not going to decide on whether or not you have to hold them back in Mexico. Because if you, if you read it, doesn't it say that it, that the ruling gave the Biden administration basically the, the, the discretion, the discretion, discretion to, to overturn, <clears throat> throw it back to the executive branch where it originally came from in the first place. Yeah. So I, I wanted to bring that up. Not because I mean, that really just is what it is. Um, but I wanted to bring it up because it is, a somewhat liberal decision by a it's, conservative court. That's interesting. The conservative court being pro-life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah Saving yeah. Mexicans and yeah. Hondurans. And... Mexican lives matter too, or in South American lives matter too. I would say so. All right. So that's that one. That yeah, was easy. That was too easy. 
made me sweat okay. a little bit, but that might, that might be the bourbon. All right, so the high court gun ruling fuels licensing debate in states. I'm looking at the crimereport.org. So Shit, I forgot about that one. A yeah, Supreme, this- yeah, Supreme Court decision appending a central New York state gun licensing restriction has been called a major blow to the state gun control interventions across the country. So basically, like what this all really comes down to is two words. May and shall. Mm. So in the city of New York or the state of New York, they have a bunch of uh, onerous tasks you have to go through to get a gun, as you should, you know, onerous and odorous. <laughs> you have to go through a bunch of tasks, you know, like you have to go and get a background check. You have to have the gun safety class. You have to do all the same type of stuff you do here. But they had an extra step there to where afterwards you had to go to a judge and explain to the judge why you think you deserve to be able to exercise your Second Amendment right. And, and it had to be specific. And it had to be specific. And if you went in there and just said you would like you you felt threatened for your life, but didn't necessarily you wouldn't necessarily get it. You had to get special permission. So that's where the May word comes in. You can go through all the steps, pay all this money to take care of all of the permits and everything and the classes. And then you go to this judge and they can still say to you, no, you don't, you, we don't think you're allowed to defend yourself. So what this does is it changes it from may and gets rid of that person and says shall. So they can still put in all the regulations and stipulations, but if you meet all that criteria, then you shall be permitted to have a gun. It's not up to the discretion of the judge any longer, essentially. Right. Cause there's subjective bias there. And, and like, dude, look, there's nothing wrong with that at all. I mean, you're still, you're still forcing basically every New Yorker or it's it's within the city, right? Is it just or no, is it, it's the whole it's state. The whole, it's the whole state. So, yeah, you know a little bit more about this one than I do. But the way you just described it to me is. You're still able to uh, put all these restrictions in place. But the difference is if they meet all this criteria, you ha- you have to let them have their firearm or have their their, their concealed carry permit. Right. Am I, am I getting that? Mostly correct. Yeah, yeah. Like it's they, they still get to they still have to do all that stuff. But now it's like when you hit all those check marks, you get your permit. It's not you get all those check marks, and then a judge looks at it and goes, "Hmm, mm. well, you don't look scared, <laughs> <laughs> so you don't get a gun." You imagine like Brock Lesnar rolls in. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. The judge, Jesus, look at you, you motherfucker. <laughs> uh, I don't think you need a gun. You, you right. can take care of yourself without a gun. <laughs> Yeah, and so it is. It's it's subjective because imagine if like a woman comes in and she's just being harassed and she tells this judge she's being harassed and the judge goes, well, has he done anything to threaten you? And they're like, no, but he's implied it because a threat has to be proven in court. And that's the thing, too, is like if someone's just threatened, that has to be proven in court, too, like for it to be, you know what I mean? Like, fuck that. Like it's and like the like the what is a threat sometimes is so arbitrary like a threat is very rarely i'm going to kill you like you know what i mean it's always it's always kind of like under a bedsheet somehow like speaking through a mask if you will they they don't it's never like an outright threat or very rarely i should say right and even that even when it is there's always that argument of well you know he was mad he didn't mean it was he really threatening you you know Right. And it doesn't matter what you think. It's what that person fucking thinks. If that person really feels threatened for their life, then fuck me, man. They should be able to defend themselves. I just, dude, I just thought of like a creepy ex-boyfriend, like, I love you in like a really scary way. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Straight like the guy from the fucking Degrassi episode, the one that ended up shooting up the school. Do you ever watch that show when you were a kid? 
No, I never watched it. Oh, the Canadian show. Like, that's so funny. That show is like, oh, it's what teens go through. And everything in that show is like, I never went through any of that shit. Did, did Drake ever apologize for pretending to be a guy in a wheelchair? No, what's that called? That's called a, uh, when someone pretends to be, when they identify as, what's that called? It's uh, I don't remember. No, it's a uh, prostitute prosthesis or i forget what it's called exactly but it's when someone like pretends they like are missing limbs yeah but he faked it he faked being a disabled person he should apologize for that he did that's offensive Corey walsh it's it's about as offensive yeah i don't know well i don't know we could ask some of the paraplegic people but they're getting banned based on their race from olympics the creator of friends just announced that she's given out four million dollars to make up for the fact that there were no black people in the show drake can at least apologize for playing a cripple you're right come on Jesus, where's his morals? Where's the America's going to hell in a handbasket, Dan? It's a hell in a handbasket. This show is from Canada. I was kidding. Worth <laughs> <laughs> it. Well, that's how you tell. Some people might say that's even in, worse. in Canada. They like to fake. Look at Trudeau. <laughs> they love fake and being other people there. Uh, Trudeau, Trudeau, and Drake have a press conference together. One to apologize for using blackface, and the other one to apologize for pretending to be disabled. Trudeau shows up in blackface. <laughs> In a wheelchair. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. He's been busted, what, like eight times now for doing blackface? Like that. I mean, I got a feeling that some of those pictures were probably from the same party, but either way. No, because there were different ones. He did blackface, and he also did brownface. Ah. It was like different costumes. He must really, he must have a great makeup artist, or must have when he was in college. You don't think he does his own makeup? It looks like he's wearing eyeliner all the time. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know who did his back. Somebody had to do his back, right? Well, it's black face, not black back. I can, I can imagine D- Justin Trudeau covering his entire body in that paint. Just, you're, making <laughs> me think of, you're making me think of Arrested Development. Including his dong. When Tobias decides to try to join the Blue Man group, so he paints <laughs> himself blue, but he missed a spot on his back. And then when a the guy asked him, he's like, Whoa, why are you all blue? Who painted you? And he goes, Oh, I blew myself. <laughs> he goes, There's got to be a better way to say that. Uh, oh, yeah, we were on the uh, the New York gun control deal. Yeah, so it basically comes from May issue to shall issue. I almost forgot where we were there for a second. And what kills me is like, I feel like in that state, it's like the it's a ruling on being able to carry your gun. You could all, I think the ruling there before is you could have a gun in your home. And so I hate the feigned like outrage about it with this person, this person, Bill Bratton goes, I'm as concerned about gun rights being in many more homes with suicide and accidental incidents increasing because of more firearms, plus more potential guns to be stolen. It's like the guns were already there, dude. Now just more people are going to bring them out on the street. It's a yeah, big now, difference. And, and now people can take them with them, which makes them less likely to be stolen when somebody breaks into an apartment and the gun's not there anymore. Yeah. Exactly makes sense to me and what's interesting about this one is like you look at the dobbs decision and we talked about the individual and that was one in which the supreme court basically took right the rights away from the individual depending on how you look at it i get it fetuses have rights whatever but you understand where i'm going with that uh and this one they're giving them to the individual or giving more of them or giving them giving the individual more access I should say. Yeah. And then you see people like this, uh, Kathy Hochschild, New York governor. Uh, sometimes these people just say things where I feel like 
they just don't know what they're talking about. It almost sounds like she says, in a post-game press conference. Yeah, she says, we do not need people entering our subways, our restaurants, our movie theaters with concealed weapons. Now, I don't know what the state law in New York is, but like here with a concealed carry permit, I'm not allowed to bring my gun in any of that shit. Why would New York be any different? It's not like all of a sudden they can just bring a gun anywhere. There's stipulations on CPLs. Yeah. Well, that just goes to show that they don't they don't really know their own laws. Or if they or if that I should say I shouldn't say that because maybe maybe that isn't part of New York law because they didn't feel like they needed it because their their CPL uh, restrictions were so heavy. Well, OK. All right. Uh, State Congress, time to get back to the drawing board and, and put some actual restrictions that you feel are reasonable in. Right. This is the Supreme Court's not going to tell you not to do that. Well, they might try, but. Who knows? Uh, EPA, or did you have more to say about this one? I'm just looking at a couple of the little caveats in it and stuff like that, what people are saying about it, but it just sounds like people freaking out about stuff that the, they haven't really looked at, I guess. So just today, Corey, the Supreme Court limited the Environmental Protection Agency's authority to set standards on climate-changing greenhouse gas emissions. This obviously came from NBC or something like that. I'm not even, I don't even know where I'm reading this from. But uh, climate-changing greenhouse gas emissions for existing power plants. Now, that word existing uh, is something that shouldn't be taken lightly because what that means is any new power plants, <clears throat> nuclear, <coughs> nuclear power plants, please, uh, please, there will be, you know, they, 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 the EPA may still be able to um, put restrictions on. So the, the court uh, ruled six to three that Congress, not the EPA, has the power to create a broad system of cap and trade regulations to limit emissions from existing power plants in a bid to transition away from coal to renewable energy sources. Now, so here's the thing. I am the type of person that realizes that climate change is is at least in some degree. Well, before, we, before we dive in, I want to add that in one of the opinions, it was this is up to Congress to do, not the EPA. Right. I'm going to get there. I'm going to get okay. there. So um, I do believe, as I think most Americans do at this point, like even conservatives have come around. I don't know why I, why I say even, right? This is just reality, right? So conservatives have come around to the idea that climate change is a real issue, right? Now, we there's still lots of arguments about how big of an issue it is, how bad of a crisis it is. But most Americans at this point are, are in agreement uh, that it is an issue. and so. That's why I don't think there should be as much of an argument about this as it seems like there's going to be, because the EPA to me is a bureaucracy. The EPA is, is something that, you know, has stumbled into doing some good things now and again. But at the end of the day, the, the Supreme Court made a ruling that I, I kind of agree with on this one, because it's forcing Congress to do their fucking job, right? And that's why people like AOC and others are pissed about this ruling. You mean I got to go back to Washington and do my job and create regulations that we think are necessary for the uh, stopping the advancement of climate change? That's all this is doing to me, which is what you said. Taking the decision away from an unelected bureaucracy 
that uh, that's affecting not only the climate, but also the economy in many ways and sending it back to fucking lawmakers where it goddamn belongs. Yeah. So, to be honest with you, as much as I care about climate change and I think it's an issue. In fact, I know it's an issue. Let's this, uh, let's stop letting bureaucracies yes. make all the choices. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I obviously we might be a little biased in our state uh, when it comes to the EPA and trusting their word. <laughs> Flint, uh, the six ninety six leak. Uh, how like say how Lake St Clair is constant. I know those are state things, not federal things, but we still have an environmental agency here, and it's uh, it's. We're a country where we're we're supposed to be electing people to do things, not bureaucracies, if that makes sense. And that like this, like this doesn't stop the government from making any legislation to put these regulations in place. It just stops the EPA from doing it. And it makes it makes the people vote on it. An unelected bureaucracy. And if you really think about it, Corey, from a libertarian perspective, this is still a free market issue, right? Because I... I mentioned earlier that most Americans recognize that it's a, it's a problem, right? That that it, it, to some degree, climate change is an issue. So, what are consumers doing? What have you seen more of? You're seeing more, I don't know, more, more uh, environmentally friendly practices being demanded from corporations. Yeah, right. You, 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 people, there's a high demand. I got for- a paper straw at Arby's the other day. Yeah. People are demanding. I mean, paper. Don't get me started on straws. But uh, like, more people, more and more people are demanding electric vehicles. Which I, 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 already, I know, I get it. You're still using fossil fuels to power your electric vehicles. I get it. You know, in, they, in coal plants that now I don't have regulation. Yeah, well, that's true because so, the government isn't going to be able to do shit about it. But, but it's things like that. Like consumers are demanding more environmental, environmentally friendly practices from corporations. Environmentally friendly p- products. Uh, products that are healthier for their own bodies, right? I mean, kale salads didn't just become popular because pe- people decided they wanted to start making kale salads, right? People wanted these things. So the, the public pressure to me when it comes to pl- climate change will ultimately win out. I, I don't know how long it's going to take. I don't think it's going to be tomorrow. I don't think it's going to be next week, right? You're still going to have lobbyists from... um the fossil fuel industry that are going to do as much as they can for as long as they can to keep making as much money as they can without these regulations. But ultimately this is where the democratic process and the free market process come together to, for, for the common good, I think. And it's with climate change. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, like when it comes to climate change and the, and the micro scale for people who live at home, who's done more stuff was it like the actual like the free market of like people wanting led lights to put in their homes to lower their energy bill buying more energy efficient things for their houses smart thermostats ev cars like doing not use reusing or using plastics and recycling them like people are conscious of it and it's happening and i feel like the demand for this stuff is what's making it happen faster than any sort of litigate or legislation by the government and the next step like we mentioned earlier in this topic, you really want to stop coal from burning? Nuclear. I don't know. I don't know. Ask Germany. Yeah. Nuclear, nuclear, nuclear. Let's start having the conversation. The good news right. is I'm hearing more and more of it every day, it seems like. Yeah. Let's start making this shit happen. 
it's the safest alternative we have right now until we figure out nuclear fusion, until we can better get the technology going for solar and uh, windmills, which are good options for energy. But the way our grid is set up, you can't store that energy. Yeah, and you can't like. So you need a consistent power. It's 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 becoming more and more obvious that solar and we're not going to be able to run the planet strictly on solar and wind as the technology sits. Doesn't mean they're bad things, right? It's great supplemental energy. I'm glad we have it. Like I don't want it to go away. Um, but nuclear is the answer. I mean, it, it's 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 just so clear. Robbie said the issue with nuclear is the maintenance. We don't even handle the ones we have now. That's true, but the ones we have now were built like 50, 60 years ago. The technology now is just so much different than it is then. A million times better. We've had three, four, I guess, semi-major to major disasters in history. Fukushima. Three Mile Mile Island. Island, Chernobyl. Chernobyl. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Those Those were the three. And, and like, let's let's get real nitty gritty with it. Like, how many people have died from those versus coal? The biggest one so and far, and not just not just coal plants. Like the pollution that it gives people asthma and kills them on a slow thing. But the people that actually have to mine it, black right? lung people it's die. Not, it's not close. The biggest one so far is Chernobyl because there were people that actually died on site, and that was the only one where people actually died on site. That when the accident happened, people might have died of Fukushima. But then there's um. That may, you might be right. There might have been a handful that died of Fukushima. We could probably look Who it up. Who the hell builds a fucking nuclear plant in a tsunami zone? That's just well, dumb. no. Here's here's what's stupid about that is that the they were warned many many times that the that the flood walls were shit, and that if and if there that if there ever was a tsunami, there was going to be a major fucking problem. Okay, so Robbie just said uh, that he said people on his show. And they've talked about this and the tech isn't where you think it is. And they have where they have focused the past two years alone in it. So that might be an interesting conversation. We know we've talked to having Robbie on and we should set that up soon because he definitely does have perspectives on a lot of this stuff because he talks to these people. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's, it's a conversation I'm willing to have. But the first place I would go is how many how many nuclear power plants are there on planet Earth? How long have they been running and how many people have died from nuclear power? Yeah. Because the the number is so small. Comparatively, the biggest number is 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 Chernobyl, and it's it, the data on that is kind of off because of the because uh, <laughs> the damn commies. No, it's not even just that. It's it's the it's the, the radiation poisoning that came from it. Like there are deaths that kind of could the cancers that kind of maybe are tied to it, but maybe not. So it's like, is the number like it's, it's something like two hundred or something like that, or is it? You, you know, say maybe. What are you a burn pit denier? Twenty thousand. What? I'm just kidding. He said, well, maybe, maybe not. I said, what are you, a burn pit denier? <laughs> it's like oh, this litigation or legislation that's going on right now about whether or not soldiers and, died. And to Robbie's point, if the, if the tech isn't where we think it is, we know that it's a clean energy. We do know that, right? We know that for sure. Then that's all the more reason to continue to work on it, make it better. Yeah, I mean, at least if it's a Band-Aid, it's, it's a step in the right direction, not like what Germany's doing right now, going back to coal after natural gas because of the Ukraine crisis. Yeah. Anyway, I'm I'm actually supportive of this decision, you know, in in like a in like a kind of an indirect way because I do give a shit about climate change. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah, no, it's 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 conversation because there is absolutely dangers to nuclear power, but. I guess there's dangers to everything. I don't know. Yeah, no, that's definitely a conversation to have. 
We'll definitely have to. I'm gonna have to hit up Robbie again soon, actually, because I want to get him on the show. Yo, get him on. We'll talk about some nuclear power. I, I dig it. It's a, it's a, it's a fun conversation. That's a, that's a fun topic. That's, that's um, fun. My God, the last right. one we have. Unless you have more to say about this one, Corey. No. The last one. Um, we have- I mean, I mean, I guess like, I guess what I want to say is like, I'm, I'm very a big environmentalist coming from a state that's surrounded by water. And I want to see everything clean and taken care of properly and maintained. But uh, let's have, and like another thing is to like uh, throw it back to the States, because let's be honest, like regulations, they, what may have seemed like a good regulation at one time put in place may have been a good idea, but as technology and times change, like things may have been able to be improved. And I think if it goes to legislation, they can do things like put sunset clauses on regulations. But I think I think everything, every bill should have a sunset clause. I think every single bill that they write should have to be revisited when it comes to, you know what I mean? Like you can't just set it and forget it because every single day, every single year, things are different. Technology changes, people's change, views change, demographics change, geogra- geo- geography when it comes to like where people live change, populations change. So rules aren't always like the rules that are being put in stagnant are being put in the stagnant area where everything else is flowing. <laughs> then you have to, you end up with, you end up with laws that get thrown so far to the wayside that you find one from like, I don't know, 1805 where it says that it's legal to marry a brick of cement. <laughs> yeah. Like I think we have one, like, I think there's one in Michigan. Like you can't walk your alligator on Sundays on the sidewalk or something. Like what? <laughs> like there's just these dumb laws. God, that, that makes me want to get an alligator so bad. <laughs> and go challenge that law. I promise you that they'll probably won't let you walk an alligator on the street on any day. <laughs> just, I'm just, I'm just thinking about me walking an alligator down the street of Clawson. No, <laughs> no, downtown Detroit. And I got on, on the alligator. I have, a, I have a don't tread on me handkerchief on the alligator. <laughs> With the best that says service animal. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. I, I just made myself laugh in a really lame way, but I'm happy with it. It's the absurdity of it. The last one we have is laughable. It's really fucking stupid. The last Supreme Court ruling I wanted to talk about was this uh, Supreme Court siding with a football coach in a public prayer case. This one, it it makes me laugh, but it infuriates me at the same time because you have like these weird super leftist publications actually commenting on this as if it has any meaning to anyone anywhere in the United States. Like It's the precedent it sets. I mean, look, I get that, but here's the here's the thing. So the rule, I'll just read it. In a 6-3 decision among ideological lines, the Supreme Court determined that uh, prayer on a football field with players is protected under the Constitution because it counts as free speech. Uh, within four decisions that were given together, the court has ruled in favor of a, uh, a Washington State public high school football coach after the school asked him to stop doing so. So look, this is this is the thing. This is something, precedent or not, that has absolutely no effect, right? Because people want to go, oh, well, what about separation of church and state? This football coach isn't teaching a history class and making the entire class have a prayer session before, the, before class starts, right? Like, this isn't the same thing to me as prayer in schools. It's certainly at best a gray area, a gray area because it's technically a school event. I extracurricular. guess, but it's an extracurricular event. You don't have to play on the football team. If you don't want to pray, you don't have to play on the football team. And here's the thing. If you don't hold on, I'm going to finish Corey, because <laughs> I, I, I did play contact sports and this is part of the culture. 
This is what it is. I didn't want to pray, but when my coach, when I played hockey, wanted to, wanted us to kneel at center ice, do a quick prayer. Hey, God, thanks for uh for not letting anyone die. Nobody got hurt today. Uh, we got a big win. We appreciate it. Like I didn't want to go pray because I'm not a religious guy, but it's it was a team building thing. And so I can guarantee you that all of the players on that team, and and I could be wrong about this. If somebody can find an example, I'd be happy to look at it. But I can guarantee you none of the players gave a shit. This wasn't the players that were bitching about this. It couldn't have been. No, they might not have gave a shit, but the question is, did they feel pressured? No. You don't they, think any of those kids I, felt pressured? No, because, because I remember how it felt for me as somebody who wasn't religious. It wasn't like a, oh, hey, everybody get over here. We're saying a prayer now. It's this coach going, hey, bring it in. Good game. Everybody take a knee. Coach says a quick prayer. Everybody go to the locker room. Uh, enjoy the rest of the night. But you're not a stone-cold atheist either. Stone-cold atheists are just as annoying as Christians. That's true. And I can tell you, I was. <laughs> I was at the time. I've become more agnostic since then. But yeah, I was at the time. It's, it's, just, it, it's just so trivial. It doesn't matter. I can't believe this went to the Supreme Court. It's just a part of cul- the culture, particularly in contact sports. Like it's it's okay. Yeah. Like you don't have to like um and I realize it's not the same thing because it's not in public, but think about like when you're just like at an event somewhere, like a dinner, and you know, hey, let's bow our heads and, and pray real quick. What do you do you get up from the table and say, Fuck you, I'm not doing this? I understand it's not out of the bar again on train. No, you just you bow your head and you let the guy say the prayer and you, you have your meal, right? Like I understand it's not apples to apples because it's not state related. But it's the same. It's it's the same attitude within right. that event. I can I can promise you that. I think it's just it's more clear when you separate the two from church and state because now this muddies the water. Because yeah, what if this leads to from prayer to a Bible study, you know, or things like that? Then like, and if we're gonna really be getting into that, then it's like if we're gonna have religion in the schools, then should the religious organizations pay their taxes, which I'm well, for, but. To me, uh, a Bible study is a little bit different because would I have an issue with a with a high school football coach asking his players if they would like to be in a Bible study? I think, like you know, I, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have an issue with that. I wouldn't choose to participate. Right, but like, what's the difference of this of the that coach bowing his head and reciting the Bible in a prayer, or just reading a passage from the Bible? Because that's usually not what the prayer is. People cite the Bible all the time. I've heard prayers of people are like, and then you know Philippians four nineteen says, "With God, all things are possible." Yeah, that so does. Here happen. today, we're in a prayer. Yeah, but generally, it's like, hey, we just like to thank our Lord and Savior for keeping us safe today. Like that's usually what these prayers are, and it's just words. It's really short, and that's it. I'm curious to see where when the other shoe lands when you see Muslims show up and they bring their prayer rugs. Go to for the it. game or like the Satanists, because like, I don't know if Muslims are going to show up necessarily. They, they, you know, they keep to themselves, Western Muslims, anyways. Uh, but like, I could see some fucking Satanists showing up, some pagans and things like that to like show everyone, like, you know, well, you're no, going to put a foot in the door about religion, then we're all here because they try to be really careful with the ruling when they decide religion. Well, I think the more interesting scenario would be a Muslim head coach. A Muslim head coach who decides to have everybody take a knee. I, I, and again, if I put even a satanic or a pagan or, you know, or a Hindu. Well, now you're just being crazy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I would I, I, I would feel the same way. 
I would I would feel the same way. I would say, you know, take a knee, say a prayer. Wouldn't care. Would not yeah. I wouldn't care one minute if I was on that football team. And look, you don't have to share my opinion. You no. wouldn't, but I'm saying like the parents, what do you think everyone's gonna freak out when it's not? Oh yeah, point? dude. Oh yeah. There would be there would definitely be some pushback on that. Oh, there would definitely be some hypocrisy there. You're you're absolutely uh, yeah. Right. That's what I'm getting at. There's gonna be hypocrisy for sure. I agree. I agree with that one Christian nation. I agree with that one hundred percent. I think it'd be kind of funny though. <laughs> so I'm so I'm waiting. Yeah, I'm so I'm waiting for that one because that one's gonna be grab your popcorn. Let's check out this shit show. I don't have anything else. Uh, we did do an interview. Oh yeah, let's plug that. So next week, what what day is that going to drop? Uh, it will drop some definitely before next week's show. I will tell you that right now, Monday or Tuesday or something. Yeah. So for everyone, we just did an interview with a, na- a guy named Tristan, and uh, he is head of the Detroit Will Breathe organization down in the city of Detroit. He was like the one who was the main organizer for our protest during the George Floyd protest when George Floyd was murdered by police. And we have a really good conversation with them. You know, there's things that we don't necessarily agree with them on. And those are things when you really get into the weeds and he's going to definitely be a reoccurring guest. We're going to be talking to him a lot more. So go ahead and check that out. You know, it's interesting. It's, it's, it's an interest, especially because right now we have a lot of listeners who are like that lean more, right. And put your take your blinders off, take away any preconceived notions you have, and listen to this a whole different opinion with an open mind. And it's just it's 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 a conversation that you don't have to take for word and make it change your whole opinion on things, but it's perspective that's going to help you look at things a little bit more understanding. It was a really good conversation. Yep, that's uh, it was uh, Tristan Taylor from Detroit will breathe. <clears throat> and look, it's it's exactly that. It's a conversation. Um, Corey, myself, Tristan, during this conversation, we all clearly had some disagreements however this wasn't a debate and we weren't trying to treat it like a debate right Right. we weren't there to shut them down we're here because that's ultimately what the show is about we're trying to just add nuance and just more perspectives to everything because it's not black and white and it made it and it made it a lot easier go it it makes it a lot easier when you go into that sort of thing with uh with the mindset of having a conversation Knowing that you're going to have some disagreements, but what that does is it it allows you to see through the weeds and see more about where you agree and what you have in common, which I think a majority of that interview, uh, we had mostly agreements with Tristan and Tristan with us, I think, as well. So it was a really great conversation. We hope you guys tune in. And uh, Corey, just tell the tell the folks where they can find us otherwise. Hell yeah. Libservative Podcast. It's found on uh, Facebook at Libservative. We are on Twitch and Twitter at Libservative Pod. Or on Twitch at Libservative Podcast. We're on Twitter and Instagram at Libservative Pod. You can reach out to us directly at libservativepod at gmail.com. We're on TikTok where neither of us have made a video in like two months now, but you can still go check out the ones we made. We're at Libservative Podcast on TikTok. You can reach our transcripts, which reminds me I have like four to upload. By the way, the, F- <laughs> the FCC is still fighting to ban TikTok now. I, I think I just saw that headline earlier today. Oh, again? Yeah, sounds about right. You know, daddy government thinks you're too dumb. <laughs> Um, we're on, you can write, find our transcripts for our monologues at libservativepodcast.wordpress.com. Like, follow, and share. We have new posts daily on a lot of our shit, and we have new episodes weekly. Come join the conversation where we add nuance and get rid of the binary bullshit. Mm-hmm. Let's just have conversations. That's what mm-hmm. this is about. They're boring, though. <laughs> conversations, huh? I'm just kidding. Anyway, you've been listening to The Observative. He's been Corey Walsh. And he has been Dan Griffin.
Happy Supreme Court Week, and we are out of here. The great fundamental issue now before our people. We, the people, cannot turn back. Somebody must leave, or else the fight would not be made at all.